With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour on this Thursday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. The Falcons rookie running back, Bijan Robinson, will join us coming up in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Sunday night, Giants take on Josh Allen and the Bills, Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock, which is where you'll find us. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock and our radio affiliates around the country. We have added yet another affiliate, and it is the MIT, Midland, Michigan, 100.9 FM. And uh, they are uh, Great Lakes Loons. They are the uh, baseball team that owns this uh, radio station. And thank you for allowing us. Brad Tunney is the uh, GM there, so thank you for the opportunity to entertain a nation. Yes, Paul. Dan, you'll probably remember this. Remember we were out at dinner that one time about 15 years ago, and you said when you were leaving ESPN, you wanted to host the Olympics, you want to give out the Super Bowl trophy, and get on the mitt. Yeah. Yeah, you told me that. Yes, I did. Called your shot. Yes. Now you can retire in good conscience. You know, there's a famous scene in uh, uh, On Golden Pond. So it's an older movie. Uh, Jane Fonda's in there, Catherine Hepburn, and uh, Henry Fonda. And uh, you have the loons, and uh, they make a certain sound. So they, they're prominent in the movie. And, uh, you know, you just hear the loons, and then Catherine Hepburn, if you're familiar with the great actress, she had this delivery that would be, the loons, Norman, the loons. And one day Todd, Todd goes, Oh, you know, on Golden Pond, the balloons, the balloons, Norman. I go, no, it's the loons. I always thought when you were doing that, balloons, Norman, balloons. Like, did, what an did, odd segment of that Did show. you see the movie? I didn't. Okay. I would have realized, I guess, that there were no balloons involved. But I probably wouldn't have recognized the birds were called loons at that point. The reason why you didn't watch is there's no nudity in On Golden That's Pond. That's certainly part of it. They don't usually there's show not, that on cinema. There is so. none. Uh-huh. No. No. That's too bad. If you were hoping for Kate Hepburn being naked uh, at age 80, you you didn't get that. Now movie. I'm not going to watch that movie. <laughs> I will say Jane Fonda, though, well, she looked spectacular yeah. Yeah. in that role. All righty. Um, final balloons! hour. <laughs> final hour. <laughs> balloons. Yeah. Still think it's balloons. It's not. Final uh, final hour poll question, Seaton. Uh, well, Dan, we have most disappointing end to the season. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is not even close. Dodgers at 69%. Of course. Uh, followed by the Orioles at 27 No 
Twins have nothing to be disappointed about. No. Once again, if I said to you at the beginning of the year, like, like if I said this to Bengals fans a couple of years ago, hey, you're going to go to the Super Bowl and you're going to lose and it's going to be a really close game. Would you sign up for that? Of course you would. If I say to Lions fans right now, hey, you're going to go to the Super Bowl, but you're going, let's say the NFC title game, but you're going to lose a close game. You're going to sign up for that. Now, if I say that to Chiefs fans, they're going to go, no, that'd be a disappointment. Well, that's the way it is with Dodger fans. If I said, hey, you're going to win 100 and what, 100 games, but you're going to lose, you're going to get swept in the NLDS, you'd be like, no, it's a terrible year. Atlanta, they're down two games to one. They won 104 games. If I said at the beginning of the year, hey, you're going to lose to Philadelphia, you're not going to sign up. Baltimore, if I said at the beginning of the year, hey, you're going to win 101 games, you're going to win the East, but you're going to get swept in the ALDS, you'd probably have signed up for that. Yes, Paulie. I know what you're saying, but what Seton said earlier stays with me more. Okay. If I'm an Orioles fan, I'm thinking of this long offseason season. We, we may not be back there next year. It's not automatic. I'm a Dodger fan. I know I'm making the playoffs next year and have uh, will be one of the favorites to win the World Series no matter what happens. So if I'm a Dodger fan, it's a painful loss, but I, I could shake it off because of what I look in the future. I think the, I think the Orioles have been in the playoffs four times in the past quarter century. Yeah. And the Twins, I know they didn't have a playoff win in, what, 22 years yeah, or something like that? Yeah, a long time, yeah. That, that would bother me deeper. By the way, um, here is Tori Lovello, and in case you're not aware, he is the Diamondbacks manager on expectations against the Dodgers. I'm just trying to slow down the moment to enjoy it and interpret it and just and just let it register a little bit because I don't think anybody gave us a chance to be here. I don't think anybody gave us a chance to, to win the games that we've won against the teams that we had to play, and that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah, and he should, and he should keep hammering that home with his team. Like, we're going to be in the uh, National League Championship Series, and nobody is going to give us credit. Nobody, nobody wants us here. We're bad for ratings. So what? Yes, Ty. I know we want sound bites as far as the media, but we never let anybody enjoy it. I don't know what the question was, but it could have very easily. So who do you want to play, the Braves or the Phillies? He just won the NLDS. They far exceeded expectations, and we can't wait to ask, so who do you match up better with? Wait, well, what bothers you? No, I'm saying the media don't give the players and managers a, a breather and a chance to enjoy the moment. We're so quick for the story and the next thing. Well, wait, who's saying that? I, I just played something where somebody said that nobody gave us credit. That has nothing to do with no, no, based who do you on, want to play. Based on that soundbite, it sounds like it would be the kind of question that would have been asked of him instead of letting the Diamondbacks manager enjoy this moment. Like, so what about the next round? And who do you want to play? Who do you, who do you have a better chance to beat to get to the World Series? That's how I saw it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't he just saying, I'm just trying to enjoy the moment right now? So what was asked of him that made him say, like, hey, let me uh, just enjoy the moment? Okay. Play it again. I'm just trying to slow down the moment to enjoy it and interpret it and just, and just let it register a little bit because I don't think anybody gave us a chance to be here. I don't think anybody gave us a chance to, to win the games. That we-, we can't enjoy the moment. You want to play the Braves or the Phillies? <laughs> So like, so the reporters there should do their job by saying, hey, Skip, how are you going to relax right now? What are you doing to enjoy the moment? Exactly. Are you going out to dinner? <laughs> Can I come? Can I go get a nice steak? Good job. Good for you. Thanks. I'm going to leave now. I don't really have a story I can write off of What that. is Dude, wrong Skip, with Skip, you? Uh, how great is this? Yeah. Huh? yeah, that's true. How great is no, this? No. Talk about how great this hey, is. Hey, Skip, talk about, uh, you know, nobody gave you a chance. That's what the sideline reporters do every, every weekend. What happened out there? You're losing 30 to 3. They scored 30 and we scored 3. Why why does everything bother you? 
That really bothers me, the sideline reporter question, because the coaches don't want to talk, and the reporter doesn't have anything to add, but they have to do that. It's like, wow, 27-3, what happened? What happened is we gave up four touchdowns and we got to field goal. Got to go back into the locker room now and talk to my guys, see if we can make things better in the second half? Whoa, you guys are down a lot. What happened there? You had a problem with the Astros wearing goggles celebrating. Not so much the idea of covering your eyes from the burning champagne, you but those looked very that, big. You thought that they were those VR goggles. Yeah, I thought they were all playing video games simultaneously <laughs> while enjoying champagne. With champagne. Which is an odd time to be playing Donkey Kong or whatever they were doing. We got football coming up tonight. We have uh, the Kansas City Chiefs favored by 11 against the Broncos over under 47. Also, West Virginia minus three versus Houston. SMU minus 12 and a half versus East Carolina. But uh, baseball will be uh, front and center once again as uh, the Braves try to hold on with the Phillies. And that atmosphere, that is wonderful to watch. It, it's a good series. I mean, these are really good teams, and you got some star power there as well. USC has Notre Dame coming up this weekend. I think Notre Dame is favored by three. They have one of the best offenses in college football. Caleb Williams, maybe he's the next Archie Griffin winning back-to-back Heismans, but you have... An offense that's great, but defense is supposed to win championships. Over the last 10 seasons, nine national championship winners have ranked inside the top 25 in total defense. The lone outlier, you guys want to guess? The last 10 years, this school won a national title, and they didn't have a great defense. Marvin, I'll start with you. Going to go with Clemson. No. Paulie. Ohio State. No. Oh, Todd. I was going to guess Ohio State, too, actually. No, you weren't. Seton. Alabama. LSU. Ooh. Over. No. But they had 14 future NFL draft picks on that defense. Through six games, USC is uh, yet to play a team currently ranked inside the top 25. Defense is allowed a disappointing 27 points per game. So that ranks 64th in the country. And if history is any indication, that could be a major hurdle when it comes to playing for a national championship. You go back, um, Georgia was uh, ranked fifth in defense last year. Previous year, ranked first in defense. Alabama 13th when they won it. LSU was 29th. Clemson was first in 2018. Bama first in 2017. Clemson 11th. Bama in 2015 second. Ohio State 22nd in defense. And then Florida State first. In 2012 or 2013. Yes, Paul? There's some big spreads this weekend. Georgia's giving 31.5 to Vanderbilt. Remember Indiana football? Michigan's giving 33.5 to them. He uh, downturned pretty quickly. Here's one. How does this happen? Penn State is hosting UMass. UMass isn't good for a 1AA school, FCS. They're 1-6. The line is 42 points. How is that game scheduled in mid-October? That's a September well, 3rd game. Is Maybe that's a, a late substitution? Like a, uh, oh, like a patchwork? Maybe. I don't, I don't Pot, know. That makes sense. I don't know. Who, do, who does Penn State play after UMass? Uh, probably UC. No, let me see. Uh, Wagner. Yeah, no. Wagner. Uh, Ohio State. That's why you have UMass there. Oh, bye week. Yes. Um, no offense. Michigan has the number one defense. Uh, Penn State, second best. Ohio State, allowing 11 points. 
Uh, Duke has a good defense. Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Texas. Those are uh, some of your top defenses this year. Yes, Todd? Well, you must be even in that game for more than a minute, man. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. He was on the Mark Stoops show, and uh, he talked about Georgia after being roughed up by the Bulldogs and had this to say to his fan base. Yeah, I could promise you in Georgia, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to these days, and uh, we could use some help. That's what they look like, you know what I mean, when you have 85 of them. So, so uh, I encourage uh, anybody that's disgruntled to, to pony up some more. Now... The media grabbed just a portion of that quote. You know, they, they pay for some pretty good players there. He's actually complimenting Georgia. He then had to clarify his comments, saying that his comments were taken out of context two days later. That was one part that was taken completely out of context. You know, basically one person was questioning me and the program and getting over the hump. I really simply should have said, hey, dude, I got over a lot of humps. Uh, that's not a hump. That's Mount Everest. Okay. I have no problem with what Mark Stoops said. I mean, he's basically saying to his boosters, the collective, hey, uh, if you want us to be a football school in the SEC, you got to help me here. I can only get so far. He's complimenting Georgia. Georgia has gone out and spent money wisely. What was Nick Saban saying a couple of years ago? He was, while saying something about Jimbo Fisher, is really saying something about his boosters. Like, you want us to compete with A&M because they bought the best players? Then you have to pony up the money. Now, Jimbo Fisher took it differently, saying, no, no, we recruit. And, you know, he took offense to that. And then he started firing back at Nick Saban and all the things that he does. And nobody ever followed up on that. I'd like to know what uh, Jimbo was talking about with uh, Coach Saban. Yes, Paul? I love that in the 80s and 90s, if you accused a coach of paying his players, you're calling him a cheater. Now you're complimenting him on being savvy <laughs> and having a great a collective. I yeah. love it. Uh, well, speaking of uh, great football uh, programs, uh, Crappensburg State, it is uh, homecoming weekend, just in case you were uh, curious about that. Make sure you uh, sign up for the newsletter. Go to danpatrick.com. And you'll find out first about the uh, new batch of tailgate moonshine. It's pumpkin spiced maple. It's decadent. And uh, some t-shirts up there. Our new Crappensburg State baseball t-shirt is up there as well. Double deuce is up there. Double deuce as yep. well. That is the uh, yep. campus bar. Uh, let's see. Let me get to uh, Will in Texas. Hi, Will. Thanks for holding. What do you have for me? Hey, boys. Hey. 511. A Rambo esque slash Frank Dukes 205. Mm-hmm. Want to uh, submit? I have 13 year old twins, boy girl twins, and they uh, play football and volleyball. And I'd like to have them as a feeder school into Crappenburg State. Okay. Their teams are absolutely horrendous. Okay. Well, be more than happy to uh, have our football program uh, keep an eye on them. Got the window stickers and bumper stickers up there. Too. Oh, we do? You can get the bumper stickers? Yeah. What do they say? And thank you, Will. Yeah, what do you have? The bumper sticker says, my child's made the dean list. At, at Crappensburg uh, State. State. <laughs> and then there's just the straight-up window, that typical college university window sticker. It just says Crappensburg State. Of course it does. Put it right under your Princeton one if you want. Eli. <laughs> Harvard, not, Yale, not Princeton. Not underneath it. Crappensburg. No. That'd be great if Crappensburg State and then somebody went to Harvard and somebody went to Yale. 
MIT. Yeah, it's Cornell, yeah. MIT. Crappensburg Crap- State. Uh, Eli in California. How you doing? Good morning, boys. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Got a 5'7", 172. <laughs> Feeling good. Hey, uh, so it's homecoming weekend, and Crappensburg uh, State made a splash hire for uh, their new AD. I don't know if you guys heard of it yet, but uh, it's a one-name guy, kind of famous out there. Um, so their new AD is called uh, uh, Emodium. His name's Emodium. Okay. And, All right. Uh, That's a little bit of a wind-up there before the pitch. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, look, it's California. Things are tough right now. And his name, it's, and then it, you've heard of it. He's, Emodium. Emodium. So you, need a, you need a first name. Yeah. Charles. Yeah. Yes, Tom. Emodium would be the defensive coordinator to go up against Crappensburg State. That's why I'm a little confused by that. Logan in Scottsdale. Hi, Logan. Hey, good morning, DP. Good morning. Distinguished Annettes and uh, Todd. Hey, uh, two things, uh, both about Crappensburg State. Uh, one's address, uh, mainly the location, and also about uh, beating their opponent last weekend. The first, uh, what, what's their street address again? It's Turdy uh, Turd and Turd. Isn't, isn't that right off of the uh, Hershey Turnpike? It's, it's close, old, too. Old, it's right there, yeah. Yeah, it's close to Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania. Nailed it. Absolutely. Nailed it. Logan nailed it. Yeah, thank you, Logan. Yeah. Yeah, the Hershey factory is uh, is pretty close by. Crappensburg State, the yep. gift that just keeps on giving. Yep. Yeah. Never runs out. How about we take a break? Ready? B. John Robinson of the Falcons will Hi, join B. us coming up in a little bit. We're back after this. You got all those pictures. You got a shoebox full of photos, right? Sitting in the garage or in the attic, and they're fading away. Nobody to share them with, right? No way to share them. Well, there is now. The brand new 4x6 photo legacy box. And today only, Dan Patrick Show listeners get VIP access to an incredible deal. Get the photos together, put them in a legacy box, and they get scanned for as low as $0.07 a photo. So that's 76% less than what other brands are charging. They've been doing this for over a decade now. They've helped over 1 million families. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. You're going to get 200 photos scanned starting at just 1995. And don't forget, LegacyBox also digitizes over 15 other types of analog media. So your favorite Christmas memories or maybe a baby's first steps or a wedding. Don't let time fade your photographs and other memories. Take advantage of the offer, the new Photo Legacy Box today. Preserve your past for as low as $0.07 a photo. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I got the odds to win the World Series. These are obviously early odds to win the World Series, according to DraftKings. Your Astros are number one, followed by the Rangers, Phillies, Diamondbacks, and the Braves. reason why the Braves are down is because they're down 2-1 in that series. So their odds are worse than the Diamondbacks. All right. Uh, Bijan Robinson will join us as soon as he gets out of his uh, team meeting. And uh, in the meantime, there's this... Uh, I don't know if it's a war that's going on, but I think it'll escalate, and that is field turf versus grass. Because the NFLPA wants to have grass, they know, and their players want to as well. Even though the commissioner tried to, you know, he might have been on ESPN and said, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, you know players who like uh, turf. Okay, how about we just put it up for a vote? Whoever wins. Then we'll have uh, field turf for everybody or grass. He's just trying to, you know, protect the owners here because the owners want to have artificial turf because they have so many other uh, outings, functions, events, concerts, less maintenance. That's why they want to have this. You know, it takes a, a, a village to be able to preserve, make sure that turf looks good week in and week out, you know, with grass. You know, the field turf, if you're there and it looks good on TV as well. You know, growing up, I remember when the Raiders played at the Coliseum. I mean, it's the worst field that the NFL has ever had because you're playing football on a baseball field. 
So Dave Casper would get tackled in between, you know, second and third. And it'd be like, it just was odd. It never looked like it wasn't, it didn't have that tune-in factor where you go, oh my God, that looks great. Like the field looks great. The colors look great. It was always like, man, that baseball field, terrible. Yes, Barb. And that seemed like the norm. Any team, did every baseball team and football team share a stadium back in the, you know, the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Well, I think uh, the Boston Patriots, when they were in Boston, uh, they played at Fenway. Uh, I don't know how many seasons they played there, but it just felt like, hey, we have a multi-purpose stadium and we're going to get everything out of this that we can. Yes, Paulie. Doesn't it feel like the NFL will present some type of uh, research that says there's equal injuries on grass and field turf, anything to kick kick the can down the road for another year? They always find those studies that prove that it could be either. And then they don't have to do the, you know, because because otherwise, if it's if they do care about player safety and someone has a study that says field turf injuries are this compared to grass, much less than they're hypocrites. Yeah. You know, the owners have the money. They're billionaires. What's it cost to have, you know, uh, natural grass there? Uh, I don't know. A couple of million dollars. But but they want to you have concerts there. You have, you know, uh Truck races. I mean, there's so many things that you're going to have there, and they don't want to spend that money, that extra money. Can you get something that slides out and slides back in? Or I don't know. Just feels like, do you want to protect your players? And if you said to the owners, you want to protect your players or you want to make money from uh, having concerts here, they're going to take the money from the concerts because that's big business here. Yeah, Paul. ESPN, uh, their business and one of their business analysts did like a, a breakdown of what it costs for turf field turf versus grass. Mm -hmm. And they said a natural grass field could cost a cold weather team. Let's say it was the Vikings, the Bears, the Packers. Two million to three million per year to maintain, including four million dollars each time it's completely replaced, which happens sometimes. A new field turf field costs about one point two five to one point five million dollars to install and maintain. Mm -hmm. And you have to do it once every, you know, less than ten years, but it's probably about a thirty thirty percent to hundred percent the cost. It's, grass is way more expensive. Yeah, but they have the money. Staffing, all that stuff. Yeah. That's just the, that's what the owners are thinking. Yeah. Well, I know what the owners are thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, nope. Uh, oh, we might lose a couple of players in the process. Uh, but they're not going to change. Not anytime soon. I mean, they fudged with the uh, concussion numbers for such a long period of time. So why am I taking them, you know, at face value, what they're saying about Artificial versus regular grass. Yes, I don't. Maybe I don't understand finance or or how money really works. But why can't billionaires afford that? <laughs> they want somebody else to pay for it. Yeah. Well, no, I know that. I know that. That's how they became billionaires. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I get. That. I don't understand why that's like accepted though. Like they're the people who are hoarding all of the money. Why don't you? Since you didn't pay for your stadium, why don't you at least pay for the field? The commissioner works for the owners. He's a mouthpiece for them. Yeah, And when he says, oh, you know, there's uh, studies that show that uh, you know, artificial turf, a lot of players like that. I would just say to the commissioner, let's put it to a vote. But isn't it like, it's almost like that fans have like, is it Stockholm Syndrome or something? Where it's like, they can't do it either. What are you, crazy? I can't ask my owner to pay for that stuff. <laughs> like that, like we sit here being like, well, but they're billionaires. They can't afford that. I mean, I want my team to survive. <laughs> uh, like... What do you mean they can't afford it? Like a billionaire can't afford a $2 million field when if they can't, who can? Yes, Paulie. 
Could the NFL turn this around and when they make decisions, get like Lowe's or Home Depot as a presenting sponsor of it, get a multi-million dollar sponsorship, Scott's Lawn Care, all those big lawn care companies, mm-hmm. and make it a, a thing where they say, you, we are going to listen to the players, but make it a moneymaker for the entire league with big sponsorships. I guess. They the, always find a way. But the owners don't want to mess up the, hey, we got the Taylor Swift concert coming in and Beyonce's coming in and Springsteen's coming in. And it's so easy to be able to you know, swap out things without worrying about the football field. Because sometimes you'll have a, a game and you'll go, huh, what event did they have? Oh, they had something before this. And then the field looks terrible. All right, uh, some phone calls in here. Dax in uh, Charlotte. Hi, Dax. Hey, how's it going? Good. Just uh, a Krappenberg's take here for the Sunday night football games. I know they do the player introductions for the offense and defense. Yeah. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, Jermaine Johnson did the last chance. You, most famously, Terrell Suggs, did the ball so hard at university. Is there any chance we can get a friend of the show, maybe, from the Bills or the Giants this weekend to jump mm. to mm. you? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Oh, man, I don't know who we could get a hold of to see if they would say, you know, Josh Allen, Crappensburg State would be awesome. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you get an offensive lineman who says it quick enough, like Jimmy Lepper, Crappensburg State, and then you just go to the next one, that'd be great. They put up the U. No, no, you put up a C. A big C. A big C. <laughs> Crappensburg State. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Miami has the U. We have the C. Yeah. <laughs> See you. Yeah. Uh, Tony in Sarasota. Hi, Tony. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dan. And good morning, gentlemen. And, and you too, Seton. <laughs> hey, um, Dan, I'm calling today uh, n- not because I'm homesick, uh, but I am taking a personal day because today's my birthday, Dan. All righty. How about that, Tony in Sarasota? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy You did it, Tony. Yeah. First is uh, I'm, I should identify myself as a Crappensburg State insider. And um, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Coach Metamucil <laughs> was asked to uh, describe his team. And he said that they had the tenacity of a floater. They just won't go down. All right. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Brian in Pennsylvania. Hi, Brian. Good morning, Dan, and the Danette, and uh, suck it, Fritzy. Dan, I got a uh, proclamation for you. I actually live in Sharpsville, Pennsylvania, and I think I could get with the mayor, and maybe we run a campaign where we drop the P and we take a D, and we make the day uh, February 2nd, so it's on Double Deuce Day. All right. Well, I wouldn't mind a proclamation for this show. Uh, Crappensburg State, absolutely. Uh, B. John Robinson, I think, is set to join us here in a moment. Seaton, update the poll results. Our stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Uh, Dan, who's had a more disappointing end to the season? Orioles, Dodgers, uh, Twins. Dodgers are still running away with that. Getting a little closer with the Orioles, but not too much, though. He's Bijan Robinson, Falcons running back. He's got the Commanders coming up at 1 o'clock. How would you rate your rookie season so far? Um, man, I think it's been I think it's been pretty fun, man. I think it's been definitely a blessing, uh, especially like from what's going on. But 
I think it, it's headed towards the right track. I'm starting to get comfortable on the field, but it's 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 definitely been a fun a fun journey up to this point. Are you a running back being fast or running back being quick? What's more important? Um, I think I think I can give you like them in both categories. Like, yes, it's going to be fast. So when you get past the second or the first level, you want to like have that breakaway speed. But then if you're quick, then you gotta you gotta break tackles and you know find leverage. And like when you use your quicks, then defenders are more hesitant to come and tackle you because they don't know what you're gonna do. So I think both are obviously important. But sometimes if you're a super quick running back, then you can get your feet in the ground quick enough to get past the first level and second level. So, uh, by the way, awesome. how'd you feel about your Longhorns against Oklahoma? Oh my gosh, man. I was, I, you know, it was definitely a, a tough one just because, you know, I know we, we made some some mistakes that if we didn't make them, we would have won the game. But that last drive, I mean, they, they, they went down the field, scored. I was hurt. It was, it was a bad, it was a bad day for me. Did you lose any bets with teammates? Do you have any uh, teammates who went to Oklahoma? I did not. Um, because it not, I don't think none of my teammates go to Oklahoma, but I did make a bet. You know, one of the guys here, uh, you know, David, he 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 went to Oklahoma mm. um, years ago. So he, he gave me this real old Oklahoma jersey that I had to wear around the <laughs> facility yesterday. It was, it was bad, man. I hated it. <laughs> uh, what's been your welcome to the NFL moment where somebody hits you? Where and it's like, whoa, that's a little different than uh, college. Yeah, I'll say um, probably probably my first game. I guess the Panthers, uh, the Panthers have a linebacker, uh, Luvu, and I was on the pass protection, and he, you know, he just came and bull rushed me just <laughs> as fast as he can, as, as hard as he can, and like I picked it up, but I just felt all the power that he was bringing in that one hit, and I was like, all right, I've never felt this one before, <laughs> uh, but I would say like that was probably the, the welcome to the NFL moment that I had. <laughs> Are you watching the game tonight? Do you care about the Chiefs and Broncos? Yeah, I mean, I I watch. I mean, I'm a football fan, so I'll, I'll watch the game. Um, you know, see see what happens. But you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think it's gonna be a good game tonight. Uh, but but do you watch as a football player or can you watch as a fan? I watch as a I watch as a fan. Okay, that's how that's how I watch it. Obviously, like as a football player, you'll critique some things. Yeah, but I'm just trying to watch it just for for the fun of the game for me. He's B. John Robinson, the Falcons running back, the uh, eighth pick overall, and uh, got the Commanders on Sunday at uh, one Eastern. How was London? London that that was a that was a fun trip. Obviously, like we want the win, uh, but I think that you know me just sightseeing and seeing all the historic things that are in London, like that was a uh, that was pretty special to to be a part of that. And then especially like my family was there. So uh-huh. we got to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, my grandpa, he just seeing his face when he when we were at the palace and like all the all the different people. And there's a lot of fans in London, which is which is really cool. Like there's a lot of football fans. So, you know, I got to meet a lot of different people. Um Did you see that, Prince that I, William? Did you see the king? Did you look for, you know, the royal we, family? We were trying. So <laughs> the flag the flag was up. The flag was up on the palace. So that you know, when the flags up, that means they're there. They're, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. So we were trying to like s- get a sneak peek, and somebody was like yelling, like, "Everybody watch out! Everybody watch out!" But 
it was just like the the cleaning some cleaning person that was trying to go in there. So we were we were like all messed up, man. Like we were, we all thought we were gonna see, but it's all good. But it was a, it was a fun trip for sure. Could you see playing full time in London? I I can I can because I think I think the fans really make the game you know a lot of fun, and you know I think that it's a it's definitely something that you know soccer's been the main thing. In, in Europe, but when you got a football, when you got a football fan base that can that can take over as well, I think it could be de- definitely be a full thing. Field turf versus grass. Yeah, um, personally, I like I like grass because it's I think it's just better for your knees. Um, but it feels totally. like you can trust your cuts because of the turf; it's consistent, whereas grass isn't. So. Yeah, I mean, it feels like both would benefit you. A lot. See, I, we play on turf, you know, with, with the Falcons. Um, we practice on on grass, so I think that I think that's a good thing, just because like I get two different feels. But a lot of a lot of turf, it's all different. Like you go to different stadiums, it could be a different turf, it could be a different grass. So I think you just gotta get used to it, and that that's why you do pregame. Um, to make different cuts, like in pregame, mm. to see if you if you can make a, a longer cut or you, or you got to make it a shortcut. So, I just kind of just see how I feel before the game starts. But I mean, if I would prefer grass, you know, as a player. But I mean, if if it's turf, like you just got to adapt and then go with it. I grew up uh, in Cincinnati, and I okay. went I went to watch the Bengals. Yep. So, so Paul Robinson. Was <laughs> yes, sir. He was. I think his nickname was the Cactus Comet, and I think his number was Cactus like eighteen. Comet. And didn't he go yep. to University of Arizona? I and he was rookie of the year. So I got to see. So is he your great? Yeah. So that's uncle. That's my great, my great uncle, my great uncle. Paul, I got Uncle Paul. I got to see him play. That's that's incredible. You're the first person to ever tell me that you got to see him play. Yeah. Well, nobody went to see the Bengals play, though, Bijan. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. But I just remember he was the Cactus Common, I think. And he, the Cactus Common. And, and he had yeah. a he didn't have a running back number. I think it was 18. Paulie, is it 18? 18, yeah. Yeah. 18. Yes. I'm a I'm a I'm a call him and be like you you were the cactus comment yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was he was great it was just the Bengals weren't but I just remember when, yeah. when he came in it was like oh all right Bengals got a running back here there we go absolutely absolutely yeah. um, hey great to talk to you again and uh, yeah absolutely ha- have fun against the Commanders are you Thank worried you, about anybody on the defensive side of the ball with the Commanders? Um, I mean, I think they all got, you know, great players. Uh, their D-line is really good. And and you're wearing Commander's colors, by the way, right now. Yeah, so so this right here is my, it's my, South, my uh, high school back home, South Point Catholic. It's my high school. Okay. But, yes, I, I, think, they got, I think they got, you know, really good players. Are you um, the so, best football player in the history of South Point? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would say that. But, well, who's you know, your competition, Bijan? There's been, I mean, there's been a lot of great players there. Okay, a lot of great players. Okay, I mean, I know, I know, I'm so you know, super humble, but uh, I think I can give some of them a run for their money. Okay, I, I, I would say. All right, I would say. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, are you in the Hall of Fame at your high school? Shoot, 
I hope so. What Paul Paul is, is Bijan in the Hall of Fame in his high school? I'm always on the South Point website and I don't see his name there for the South Point Sports Hall of Fame. Well, in my defense, I just that was like what, three years ago when I when I played there. So I think they like Wait. They got a wave. It's not a five-year waiting period. <laughs> Shouldn't it? you rush for seven thousand yards in high school? Right. Yes, sir. Hundred and something touchdowns. Yep. They put it's... you in at halftime of one of those games. <laughs> like at, as a sophomore, they put you in the Hall of Fame. What do you? What's going on there? <laughs> oh, hey, it's, it's, it's a waiting game at this point. Seven thousand yards. What's the most yards you ran for in a game? Uh, four hundred and like eighty something. Yeah, why didn't you give your backup a chance? Why did you have to? Why do you got to halt? You're selfish. That he 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 was in. He was in a a Hassan. That was like <laughs> it was. I know it, it was uh, one of those games. You you could have just games. rushed for a hundred and then let the, the other guys let, have a chance, <laughs> right? Yeah. How many touchdowns? Did, you know, Paul Robinson would have let the other guys run. How many touchdowns did you score in one game? It was uh, in one game, six. Okay, six see? Just imagine that guy you went to school with. He didn't get a touchdown. You know? No, he did. Well, the guy behind me was, he was really good. He went to he went to Hawaii. Yeah, but the well, guy they, behind that guy behind that guy is walking around now in Arizona going, yeah, I never scored a touchdown in high school. <laughs> Because Bijan scored six. He was a ball hog. Uh, and not in the Hall of Fame. Now we know why you're not in the Hall of Fame. Now we do. It's a shame. You it's know what? Shame. Yep. We're going to keep an eye on this story. I got to <laughs> yeah. figure this out. Uh, have fun against the Commanders. Once again, great yeah, to talk you. to you as always. Thank That's you, Bijan. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Bijan Robinson, Falcons running back. What are the odds that I saw Paul, Paul Robinson play with the Bengals? Fabulous. Yeah. The cactus comment. All right. Take a break. Last call for phone calls back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Last call for phone calls, what we learned, and how about create tomorrow's headline today? Based off the Broncos and the Chiefs, the Broncos are 11-point underdogs. Todd, I'll start with you. Same old, same old. Chiefs are king. Okay. How about you, Seton O'Connor? Helsey. When will the Taylor <laughs> Swift era be over? Hell. Helsey. Helsey. Not Kelsey, but Helsey. Does, is it a game-time decision for both Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Who's more likely to be there, ready to go? National TV, Thursday night, Tay-Tay expected to be there, Travis Kelsey, maybe a game-time decision. Her, uh, her movie's out, where you can see her concert in a movie theater. I think Beyonce is going to do the same thing with her uh, tour. Uh, Marvin, create the headline. Future looks grim. Broncos lose again. Ooh, rhymed. Uh, Paulie? I'm going to try to channel some Fritzy here. Pachekmate, Isaiah and the Chiefs <laughs> crown the Broncos. Pachekmate, you've said it twice. I'm going to do Rust Wilson. Broncos offense struggles again. Rust. Rustle. Rustle Wilson Jr., the third. Yes, I think, yes, I think for more likely to show up, you've got to add the Broncos as the third choice to that. Travis Kelsey, Tay-Tay, or the Broncos? Wow. Who's most least likely to show Something, something strange is going to happen tonight, Todd. I think you're right about that. I don't know if it's going to end in a Broncos win, but something bizarre wait, will wait, happen. Wait, is it we or they? Have no, you? I'm still we. You know. uh, okay. I've seen the ups and downs. I'm still with them. Donnie in South Carolina. Hi, Donnie. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, good morning. I uh, I just want y'all to know I was a little disappointed in Fritzy not getting the pie yesterday. It really hurt my feelings on my birthday. But uh, then when y'all talked about it this morning and gave him a little bit of trouble about it, I, I appreciated that. So I just wanted to call in. No, and, he's uh, getting he's getting the pie to the face tomorrow. He said, wait, are you getting it today, Todd? I'm getting it today. 
Oh, okay. Oh, you changed. You changed that of your Nolan Ryan Ryan Astros shirt. shirt. Okay. I think it's happening like in the next few minutes. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to get pie on Nolan Ryan. Cannot. Ryan Express, you can't do that to him. Because he may pound your face like he did Robin Ventura. No thanks. Uh, This day in sports history, Paulie. No thanks. He did to Robin Ventura. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Robin Ventura had this really great career. And he's such a nice guy. Got beat up by Nolan Ryan. Though. Robin Ventura is one of the nicest people that you'll meet. Very Don't good. charge Nolan Ryan. Though. That's what you get. You get noogies in the skull for that. Thank you, Tom. Very good career. Uh, what do you have this day in sports history, Paul? Just one and only, Dan. 1986, the late, great Walter Payton became the first NFL player to accumulate 20,000 yards from scrimmage. Can't top that. Actually, you can because someone probably beat it. On this date, 1979, this player made the first three-pointer in NBA history. This also marked the debut of one of the greatest players of all time. On this day, this team beat the Houston Rockets. Marvin? The Celtics. And? Larry Bird. And? Chris Ford. Blue, blue, blue! Yeah, Marvin. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you saw this before everybody else did. That I did not see. Okay. I'm not cheating you. this time. All right. Uh, Todd, what did you learn today? Joey Votto, who thinks he's still listed as the Reds' first baseman, loves to travel. Joined us today from Iceland. How about that? That's fun. Reykjavik. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Yeah, Joey Votto's on vacation. Marvin? It's not balloons. It's loons. Mm. It's balloons. Paulie? Bijan's got a great family. PXG fittings, only 25 bucks. Buy the clubs, the $25 fitting fee applied to your purchase. You get a free 30-day follow-up. They are. It's a great process. PXG.com. PXG, nobody makes or fits golf clubs the way we do, period, pxg.com. Talk to you tomorrow. Meet Friday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.